So we are talking this year about living out loud. And the messages and the music already, I think, has spoken to some of that about us living out loud. That's our theme for um, 2023. And that means different things to different folks. What we're talking about in living out loud is about letting our light shine, letting our truth be known, while taking personal responsibility for ourselves and at the same time extending compassion and generosity to others, allowing them to live their life out loud too. And so each month we are examining how to get out of our way to let that which is inside out. It's not that we have to become something other than who we are. It's about us <laughs> no longer showing up as something less than who we fully are here to be. It's about giving ourselves permission. Living out loud. That's where this month is, and this year, us living out loud giving ourselves the permission to be that. And this month, a new month, we're taking a, a different angle and look at it, we're, we're bringing some curiosity to one of our superpowers. This month, we're going to get curious about curiosity. Curious about curiosity. You know, it was to quote Rumi, I realize I'm, I'm also, I'm doing, uh, I'm playing double duty here, playing double duty here. So if I look over my, over my head to see what's up, I just want to make sure that I'm, we're on the same page here. But here's something that Rumi said, and it just, I think it speaks to, it, it speaks to us living small and what's, what life is asking us to do. But Rumi said this, the Persian poet, we've been walking in the surf holding our robes up when we should be naked, diving under, deeper under. Yes. I mean, you get the visual of that? <laughs> well, not the naked. Don't be, don't be visualizing that. You're made for yourself. But I'm just saying, though, but the image of us living our lives living our lives where life is, is bringing us circumstances and conditions that might be new, that might feel different, that, that might be unknown. And eek, you know, we're holding our robes up, almost like I have an image of, uh, you know, old time, you know, in the children's book, you know, a mouse running and then the school <laughs> teacher on the chair, you know, holding her skirt up. That's the image that comes to mind, but... But there's another way to relate to life. There's another way to relate to our experiences in, in life. And through curiosity, a superpower that we have, if we choose to use it, it will empower us and enable us to do that, to go beneath. For us to Defying curiosity this month. We're going to be looking at that and, and awakening our interest in it and, and how curiosity will help us dive deeper beneath those times and places where we've been feeling pinched off or playing small. 
Curiosity will enable us to look within and to connect to our passions and our interests and our desires. What's in there? What's in there that's wanting to be let out? And with living out loud, it's, it's like what that curiosity excavates for us and brings to the surface, us living out loud, is to let it out. To release the gifts that are ours. You know, by us being curious and uncovering what is within us, we discover a heightened awareness about ourselves and others. And we begin to, with curiosity, we become interested. We become interested. And that interest can help us to ride a wave, to ride a wave of, of where we have been to our greatest yet to be. We can surf it. Living out loud is going to take us into areas we've never been. And for many, the unknown, well, for that's, that's, the, that's the killer for most, isn't it? It's the unknown. Because for some, the unknown, the mystery, what lies beneath, what is behind, back of, for some, it, it can inspire and bring excitement. Wow, what is coming? What is making its way towards me? Boy, I didn't know I felt that way until I heard myself say it. But for others, the unknown can bring fear. Fear that can cause us to stop in our tracks and say, you know, the devil that I know is less scarier than the devil that I don't know. But is that any way to live a life? You know, Brene Brown, she wrote in The Gifts of Imperfection. She said, faith is a place of mystery where we find the courage to believe in what we cannot see and the strength to let go of our fear of uncertainty. And I know for myself, when I got onto a spiritual path, when, when I found my way into a center for spiritual living, I was dealing with a lot of fear. I, I said last, last month, last month, I think it was last week, I talked about how when I came into a center, I was so needy, I didn't know what I needed. I mean, there was, I, was, there was, I was that needy. I didn't know where to start. What's the priority here? You see, my life wasn't working so well. And I didn't know how to control it. I didn't know what was beneath the surface. I didn't know what was under the waves. I didn't know how to, how to, 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 to make it line up. And, and it, there was so much uncertainty and so much fear that I was actually on disability at the time. Panic disorder. My fear was driving me to panic every day. And my world became smaller the more that I tried to control it and the more that I tried to control it until I was agoraphobic and I couldn't drive myself anywhere. It got to be too much. 
But it was when I came into this teaching that the, the powers of curiosity began to be activated in me. Because I learned a message here. We talked about this last month, that we are one with the power that made us of itself. And that power is perfect, whole, and complete. It is infinite. It is all power. It is omniscient. It is God. Source, divine intelligence. It doesn't matter. It doesn't care what you call it. It's bigger than that. And we are inlets and outlets of that one. like a fountain or a geyser or a spring as, a, as an inlet and an outlet for the water that is back of it to allow it to flow, there is that which is larger than us, that's back of us, that is, that is, that it is aching and longing to be let out in the world. But what's in our consciousness can keep us stuck. It can keep the spigot closed off. And what was going on in my mind, I didn't have faith. I didn't have courage. What I had was me trying to control my life. And that brought me to such fear and panic. But when I became curious as to what was beneath the surface, what was really in here that was, what, what in me was afraid? What was I afraid of? What is there to be afraid of? That I learned how to navigate it. Let me tell you what, fear, anxiety doesn't go away. We, as long as we are breathing, there will be some time or moment where we are going to be afraid. I know this. It's true. You know why? You know how I know this to be true? Because maybe one of the few constants in the universe is that everything will change. Nothing is permanent. And with change brings the unknown. Some of those unknowns are desired. And others, not so much. And for me, I was trying to avoid the not so much. But you know, here we are. We are living in a field of infinite, unlimited possibility. And we're cutting ourselves off. And that's why, we, that's why we're talking about. That's why we talk about these things. This is why we take classes. In order to get out of our way. And to stop limiting our experience of the unlimited. You know, Dr. Holmes, he said that it is these thoughts, ideas, feelings, hopes, expectations, doubts, fears, and faiths that make up the thing within us which is attracting or repelling certain experiences. The water is wanting to flow, but if the spigot's closed, no water's going to run. Or if there's no oil in the tank. <laughs> Our thoughts and patterns shape our, our values, which affects our actions. Our actions acted out, become habits, and habits forge our character. They create our life. So what's going on inside of us and between our ears is very important because that's where it all begins. And so in a field of unlimited possibility and living in a limitless universe. 
I would like more of that, please. I'm ready for more. I'm curious, are you not, for what more is possible for you? You know, our family moved to Tampa, Florida from Beaufort, South Carolina when I was seven years old. It's 1976. One of the selling points that our parents gave us, I think particularly my dad, one of the selling points of moving us kids in the middle of a school year. Come on, don't do that to a seven-year-old. Was that we were going to be moving close to the happiest place on earth. We were going to be near Disney World. The Magic Kingdom, I think that's what it's called. They, 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 there's been some rebranding over time. We were going to be moving close to the happiest place on earth. Now, we were told we were moving to the happiest place on earth, and I'll tell you, from 1976 till 1989, in that particular place, at 6402 Mesa Court, where I lived, that was not the happiest place on earth. I have other thoughts about that. But we were near the Magic Kingdom. And I remember that the first time that we went, summer of 1976, I was seven, almost eight. My brother would have been five, my younger brother. And I remember how big everything was when we got there. I mean, now I've been back many times since. It's, I mean, I'll tell you, living in Central Florida, I, I lived in Florida for 40 years, and, and when you live close to the theme parks, you know, for many people, they could take them or leave them. Some people have strong opinions, <laughs> either way. And, but it can be just sort of a lifestyle, just part of a lifestyle. You know, in Tampa, where Kevin and I lived, Bush Gardens was less than 10 minutes away from one of the houses we lived in. And it was so easy for, you know, if we had a pass, we could just, you know, go in an afternoon and just go hang out at the park. It could become part of a lifestyle. I mean, even Magic Kingdom, I mean, there for a few years. I mean, Thanksgiving was our time of the year we would go hit the parks. You know, it's just a little getaway. Go see something different. But I remember going into the, the, you know, the turnstile and just amazed at how big everything was. It was just like the coloring books that my brother, my father had brought us to sort of tease us, you know, or to, to sort of make it attractive that we were moving here. We had coloring books. And like, oh, yes, here, here's the monorail that was in my coloring book and the Polynesian Village, and all of the things. How many of you have been to um, Disney World? Man? Most, most of you have. But or even just seeing things that I saw on television, watching that. You've been there? You've been there too? Yes, it's a wonderful place. And then when we rounded the corner to the land of the, land of the future, there was Space Mountain. Space Mountain. It was a mountain to the seven-year-old. It was so big. <coughs> now, my mother, as we got, this was the big thing. We were going to ride Space Mountain. And as we approached, I'll tell you, my mother had no interest. No interest at all. She'd never been to a theme park in her life. She was from Trinidad in the West Indies. And this was all way too much. And she just said, I'll sit here and, and watch, this, watch the bags. 
And then my, my father, my brother and I then ran off into the, into the tunnel in order to go ride Space Mountain. Now, I know my father was excited about taking his boys here. This is their first time he was excited about taking his boys. And we were all excited about riding a roller coaster. And while roller coasters have gotten crazier over time, one thing that hasn't changed, but maybe has even gotten crazier as well, are the lines. <laughs> so while we ran in, we ran into that tunnel. We we're going to go ride Space Mountain, boom, right into the end of the line. And we waited in line. Now, my brother, the five-year-old, he was all about it. He was so excited. This is going to be so much fun. And I, I, at first, I was on board at first. But as we're standing there in line, you see, my brother, he didn't read so good yet. But here I am. I was almost in the third grade, and, and I could read fine, plenty well, and there were signs all over the place. Do you know if you're pregnant, you should not ride Space Mountain? <laughs> to a seven-year-old, this was, this was a thing. Do you know if you have cardiac and heart issues or high blood pressure, you should not ride Space Mountain? <laughs> if you've got skeletal issues, you should not ride Space Mountain. And if you're, if you're below a certain height, you should not ride Space Mountain. OMG, oh, I'm going to die on this ride. Am I tall enough? I should have stayed with my mother. And not only were, were there signs posted all over my brother, he couldn't read these, and my father wasn't paying attention, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this. Not only were there signs, but they, there was recordings of them reading them to you in case you missed them. <laughs> I'm being bombarded by these messages. This is not safe. Danger, danger. Danger, danger. Yes. And as we got closer to, the, to where people were getting on and getting off of the ride, I could see people getting off and, and they, they looked they look crazed. <laughs> this can't be good. I think that one's crying. <laughs> Windswept hair. We finally got up to our turn, and this thing looks like a missile. This thing looks like a missile, and they're pointing for me to sit up front. And I'm like, no, no, I don't want to be up in the front. Not that I even knew what this was all about. I mean, I knew it was a roller coaster, but I had never been on one. But I was a good boy, and so I'm going to go ahead and sit here. And then they put my brother right between my legs with his chest, right? You know, it's so funny, safety protocols now and then, different things. But they put him right between my legs and just buckled us both in. We'll be fine. <laughs> we'll be fine. <laughs> the ride started, and my brother, he told me, he says, it's going to be okay. Yeah, I was the anxious one. I was the anxious. He could feel me. I was trembling. I was actually gripping onto this thing. It's it's it started, and, and I'm I'm holding on, and 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 Jody's just my brother. He's all excited, and I remember a couple things from that first time on Space Bound, and I've been on many times since. I love roller coasters. I don't like free falling. I don't like being dropped. It's a different kind of roller coaster. 
But some of the things I remember from that very first time was that they shot you through a tube of light, and I thought, oh, this can't be good. <laughs> and then in the dark, we're climbing a mountain, and we're just going higher and higher, and then it's like, this really can't be good. I don't know what's going to happen, but this is leading up to that. And I also have a clear recollection of at the end of the ride, as it was slowing down, they sp we spiraled down, spiraled, spiraled to a slow stop. When I was, it's over already. It's over already. I was disappointed. Curiosity is one of the most basic calls of life and it pulls to us as we Learn about the world around us if we let it. If we let it. I almost didn't let curiosity keep me on that ride. I almost let fear stop me rather than excitement move me. You see, I said fear is never going to go away, but curiosity will change our relationship to it going from fear to excitement. A baby tasting its fingers and even its toes. A discoverer setting off for distant lands unknown. It is curiosity that stimulates the desire to know more. My mother wasn't interested or curious about more. I mean, maybe she had ridden. No, I knew she hadn't ridden other roller coasters. The sound of people screaming didn't sound like fun to her, possibly. <laughs> Maybe she was just being practical. But when we are encountering unknown situations in our life, we need to check in with ourselves. And are we afraid from the unknown? Or are we excited? Because either way, guess what? Life is going to have its way with us and we're going to move somehow, some way. And our experience could be totally different when we bring curiosity and become interested to it. Dr. Holmes writes that fear arises from that mental attitude which limits the possibility and the willingness of spirit to give us the good we so greatly desire. See, fear is our own mental attitude and curiosity, being interested, leaning into it. What if? What about it? It can help us to put down that attitude. And that's why we're exploring curiosity as a superpower. You know, there was a point in the ride where I gave into it. There was a point in the ride that I gave in to it, to allow myself to enjoy the ride. This was a very key, this is a lesson that I have never forgotten and I have, I have used this many times in my life. Even in those times when I was afraid, maybe curiosity wasn't so well developed then. But if you keep moving, lean into it. The ride, the ride will eventually come to an end. 
this too shall pass. When I leaned into it, I became curious. When I leaned in, my fear of the unknown turned into an excitement and around the mystery of that dark mountain called Space Mountain. And when we are interested in what's going on in our life, when we're interested in maybe what's been keeping us back or what's been keeping us stuck or what we're afraid of, when we become curious enough to ask ourselves those questions, we will discover there are thoughts that are just waiting to be experienced. And one of them is a realization of our own personal power. When we bring curiosity to what's going on inside of us enough to move through it, we, you've heard it said here a million times, everything we want is outside of our comfort zone. Our comfort zone keeps us safe. We go to cross that line and ooh, Space Mountain. This is Space Mountain. You don't know if you don't have something wrong with your spine. How do you know you're tall enough? You may be pregnant and not know it. <laughs> but as we lean into it, as we lean into it and breathe, that's a very important thing. Just keep breathing and surrender to it. What is it bringing to me? What's coming up in me? What do I need in this experience? What do I want? What's important to me? I awaken to something I didn't know about myself before, and that is my ability and power to navigate even this. What was so terrifying before. You know, at the end of the ride, my father, 